your girl, the Nerd Z, and welcome to the Vent Podcast. Ah, new, new host today. Ah, ah, ah. Where's, where's, where's? Oh. Oh. Okay, no, I'm joking, guys. Okay. I'm joking. Bad jokes, bad jokes. Okay. All right. Well, in a world where women are running the show, this is the Vent. I'm the host, Jay Hunterville. Where am I? I am somewhere in the sky, <laughs> just holding down as oh, the God. moderator of this lovely night, at this lovely session. Mm, beautiful yes. words. Called, yes. Called Queens at the Table. Yes. Queens yes, at the Table. Yes. 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 Uh, volume two. one. Volume. Oh, one. Oh, yeah, oh, volume. oh, 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 so I feel this. I feel this. Good energy. Good energy. <laughs> um, as you could tell, we have these two beautiful ladies here, <laughs> which is Elena. From Melanin Queen, CEO. Um, and we have Nerdzy, CEO of the Nerd Studio. Um, so let's do a little intro about yourself. You guys. Intro. Would you like to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah. I think the people already know me. They oh, see true, me often. True. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I am Elena Christine, CEO and founder of Melanin Queens Organics and host and executive producer for the Queen Series podcast. I want to first say thank you so much for the Vent Pod for having me on. I think this is a really important conversation, and I can't wait to delve into some of the ideas and some of the thoughts and some of the current events that are happening as it pertains to women of color. Um, and it's a really great way to wrap up International Women's Month. So I really look forward to our conversation. Yay! <laughs> I don't know if I could talk that. Closer, okay. Um, <laughs> Everyone knows me for many things. So uh, my name is Zakia Hutchinson. I am the personality behind the Nerds Z, and I am the CEO of the Nerd Studio. Um, I also do a lot of things, um, and don't limit myself to that. But also do art directing, producing as well, uh, modeling, and yeah, whatever I fancy, I do. There you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm just gonna take you guys back, way way back, back into time. Yes. The first question I'll give is, what it was your childhood like? Oh, we're just gonna throw myself back and <laughs> back. <laughs> just throw <laughs> myself on, into it. Okay. Before they know your future, they gotta know a little bit about your past. <laughs> a little, least, you know? little bit about me. Yeah. yeah. You like to go first? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was first all <laughs> night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, South Florida in a um, marginalized community, um, single parent household. I have three siblings and I would say my childhood was full of challenges, of course, being a woman of color in a community um, where, you know, predominantly it was lower middle class, I would say. Mm. So, I mean, my upbringing was full of challenges and of course, with a lot of women of color, you know, we have to face the pressures, societal pressures that we're placed under. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's focusing on the challenging aspect of it, but it was all right. I mean, I grew up, I was really tight-knit with my neighbors and I had a lot of really strong uh, female influences. So nice. yeah, it was all right, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I was born in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, raised in Toronto, Canada. Um, I have three two siblings, two younger siblings, then five older siblings. Um, yeah, education wise, <laughs> oh let's see. Uh, went to school. <laughs> My up- 
free. Um, yeah, I had a pretty good childhood. I would say that neighborhood-wise, working class. Yeah. Um, multicultural. Mm, and yeah, that would be the basis of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I might do a little comedic thing here. What was your favorite childhood snack? Childhood snack. Yo, fruit roll-ups. Fruit roll-ups is nice. Okay. Fruit roll-ups. <laughs> fruit roll-ups when, <laughs> when I could, like, trade fruit roll-ups, I would... Okay, I'd trade at school. I won't lie. My mom's in the room, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Go to school and sugar wasn't something that was in my house. So right. candy, sweets, nah, not happen. Um, and then of course being a child of like a dietitian, so it's like oh your your mom's a dietitian. <laughs> oh my god, loves healthy eating. Uh, All awesome. that you know. <laughs> I love that. If you ever wanted any type of uh, celery, there you go. Style you want? There you go. Ants on a log. Have you ever had that? With the peanut butter and the raisins? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. For so, the record, celery is just... <laughs> <laughs> celery is so good for it's you, It's so good. What do it's you mean? So good. It's so it's good. It's refreshing. Mm. What? Refreshing? It is. Have a beer and then have some celery? Trust me. How about the beer only? <laughs> <laughs> just the beer? <laughs> for roll-ups are good, though. I like for roll-ups. Yeah. yeah. She traded for, for fruit roll-ups. I would trade at school and be like, I would have some like carrots in the bag because you know some That's pretty some carrot like some parents would just give their kids sweets, right? So yeah, their child would then want the veggies, and then they'd be like, Yo, give me some of your your carrots, man. Like I'll trade you. <laughs> you yo, we're good. For ups <laughs> you want carrots? Let's go. Yeah, perfect. That, that would be it. Yeah, Fruit roll ups all day. Honestly, my favorite snack. I don't know whatever we had in the house, but. <laughs> <laughs> But for me, I used to have a hustle. Like, I used to buy candy from, like, Costco and sell it. Yeah. yeah, So my mom supported that. I got in trouble a couple times. But, yeah, I used to sell candy out of my book bag for, like, a dollar. (laughs) What are the undercurrent there? Candies are selling all the time. Exactly. Yeah, you cannot sell candies in Carolina. Yeah, it's like, that's a problem that I'm, like, an entrepreneur. Way yes. back in the day, I'm yes. selling candy out of my backpack. Yes. But I used that's to what I did. Yeah. I used to. And then I would co- accompany it with uh, art. Oh, really? I'd sketch. And then oh, I'd be I like, like you get candy? Here's a piece of my work. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so. Okay, okay. Um, is there any char- character, bleh, character traits that you have as a child that you still have now? Uh, curiosity. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that keeps things like mm-hmm. you got to stay curious about life. I think that's mm-hmm. an important one for me. It's um, I don't know. I was always like a leader. I had leader energy ever since I was little. So okay. I always had like people tie my shoes for me at the playground, and mm. even though I was very <laughs> able, <laughs> but I always had that like leader energy that I still yes. carry with me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And asking why. And oh yeah. Has not left me and it gets me in trouble. But you know, <laughs> you gotta ask, like, why do you do that? Right. Like, why do you do this? Like that. It goes back to curiosity, but just asking why. Mm-hmm. You know, you think some people stop and grow out of it at the age of two. I'm how old? How old? <laughs> still, 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 still here. <laughs> yeah. You know. And would there be anything you would say to your younger self at your age now? Oh my gosh. That's the whole podcast, I guess. That could be the last <laughs> question. <laughs> There's so much. Like, I don't know. It's, 
I would tell myself that everything that I've gone through is worth it, right? Like every challenge, every adversity, everything is worth it. And just no matter how hard things get, just to keep going because it'll pay off. Like all of the thoughts, all of the uncertainties, all of the everything that I faced was just like, you know, I would just tell myself to not stop. Yeah. And I, I mean, I still have to, even when I'm like 50, I still have to look back into how I, how old I am now and tell myself not to stop because things, the challenges don't stop. It's all about like your mindset and how you move forward from these things. So I would definitely tell myself, and I have told myself that that's why I haven't stopped. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, what would I say? Don't ever stop playing the fool. That's that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stop. Like, you know, sometimes I get too serious and that's, that becomes my, my burnout. And I burn out quickly. And it's like, the idea when I was younger was that, you know, I would burn out. It's like, mm. I can't do this. What? Why am I going to be, or how am I going to be successful if I keep burning out like this at this rate? And it's just like, I have to tell myself, for my younger self, it's okay. Yeah. You can play the fool. Right. Play around. Mm-hmm. Make a little mistake here and there. You don't have to be that serious. Like, relax. But you know what it is? I think with that, it's like, when we're younger, I feel like, and as black women also, mm. it's like we deal with some pressures that tell us that we have to be serious all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? So society gives us that and, and it tells us, okay, we can't relax. Because mm. like we always have to be two steps ahead. Right. So that's where it falls into too. So I, I can totally relate to that. Because yeah. it's like, whereas your friends or your peers have the flexibility to not be so serious, mm. it's not like that for us. Yeah. And a lot of the, at times, and like, especially when we're young and we're trying to develop into something, mm-hmm. we're told constantly that we have to be serious. serious. We have to stay focused. There's no room for us to, mm-hmm. you know, like fall or slip up because yes. there's always people and things that are looking forward to our downfall, right? Yes. So we always have to keep it up. Yeah. So I can totally relate to that. Because yeah. you don't want to be tired, like, and then you can't even enjoy yourself. You're right. like... I know. I like, know. You, you're winning, but then... You're hurt. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't know. And the thing is, is that like, sometimes we don't really necessarily have the support system to tell us. Like, yes. You have, we have, we can chill. Yeah. Or like people to tell us it's okay to take a break every now and then. Right. So I think that's also like a really important aspect of just being a black woman and also having like strong support systems mm-hmm. is for people to say, listen, you can relax mm-hmm. or else you're going to burn out. And yeah. the burnout comes with consequences too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another thing that I would tell my younger self. Your friends. Uh-huh. Pick your friends right. Oh, yes. Wow. Well, that's such a process. <laughs> you know, Michelle might have never told you that too. Like, company, I mean, company. you know, exactly. My yeah. company, you know, brings, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or they'll they'll take you out, but they won't bring you back in. Like, that's that, nice. like the tide, you know, as they say. That's so, nice, yeah. it, tell my younger self, yeah, your friends. But to expand your circle of friends. Because for me, I was very limited in who I kept around me Mm -hmm. and instead of taking the time to be social and you know get a little uncomfortable Mm. and be okay with being uncomfortable with someone who has a little bit of difference to me Mm. that I never had and it's like if I took that on I think I would have been a little bit more ahead Mm. if I had that like concept already instilled in me right I've learned that in my adult years but if I was younger I would say hey I know, so-and-so seems a little weird, but it's okay. It's okay. Just, you know, meet, 
get to know them. They're okay. And Aww. then, you know, you realize, hey, you have stuff that I didn't, or you have things that I feel like, oh, man, I can learn from, this and that. That's okay. Like, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to come in the what you're used to. Step a little outside. Like, that That would be what I tell myself. Mm. <laughs> That's good. That's good advice for yeah. you. Now, uh, starting high school, did you have a plan? And if you had a plan when you started high school, did you stick with it? I think my plan was just to be successful. Like, my plan was just to achieve. Because, like, for education, you know, a lot of, like, black families, it's like education is almost like the ticket to mm-hmm. better life, yeah. right? So going into any school, even kindergarten, you have to be successful. You have to stay focused. But mm-hmm. that could lead to burnout and things like that. Um, so I didn't, I always told myself when I was younger that I would be a lawyer, uh, and follow the very traditional path of law. Mm. And, you know, ironically, I got my master's in law, but right now, like I'm more focused on my own business more so than ever before. So I feel like even if you do, I mean, that was, it wasn't necessarily like a plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just thought that I just had to like move forward and be successful whatever that meant mm-hmm. right now I'm realizing that success is whatever I define it to be not necessarily I want to be a lawyer mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah high school did I have a plan um <laughs> <laughs> what kind of plan are we talking about right <laughs> <laughs> um academic wise it was you know do your best that's what it was yeah um make it but I didn't hold myself to the highest in the grade area until my last two years of high school going into high school it was more so like survival and change the way that I was perceived from my peers the years before I didn't want to be known as the individual that I was and that was the only plan that I had at that time starting high school um so yeah it was be more confident because I was a very quiet kid. So be more confident, get to know more people, expand, etc., etc. That was really the plan at the time. Be more social. Be more social. Mm-hmm. Now, um, did your high school self believe that you would be this person today? So many people be like, they'll be in high school and they'll be like, what would I say to myself? Right. Mm-hmm. The age I am now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. No. Like, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I really wouldn't think that I would be in this, like, even sitting here right now. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't think that I would be where I am now a year ago, let alone in high school. I had mm-hmm. no idea how, um, you know, developing myself would turn into whatever I'm doing right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have guessed that. Yeah, not even, nothing that I would imagine even. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Um, No. Uh, Why? I don't know. I just feel like maybe. Yeah, no. I just. I don't. Just me then to now, I would think I've calmed down a lot. That for sure. For sure. I think the process of like growing into yourself was a pretty cool one, right? Yeah. Like, you know, looking back into what I was in high school, even like the way that I dressed, my confidence level, things yeah. like that, all of these things have shifted so much. I wouldn't even fathom that I would be 
mm-hmm. anything. But I mean, I don't think, I think the beauty of high school is that you don't know. Right. And you take that time to develop yourself even after the fact. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going through like a developmental process. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what the outcome could be. And it doesn't matter. Like, even if you didn't have the grades, even if I didn't have the grades, like mm-hmm. it doesn't determine, well, in some cases it does determine, but in a lot of, in other cases, it doesn't determine the outcome, right. what, the potential of what your life could be. Right. Yeah. Now, for those that are, this is something that's like a small, like for those that are in school right now, mm-hmm. uh, what advice would you give them? Who are in school right now? Yeah. What level? What's well, high school. We'll say high school, yeah. High school? Um, pick three crafts. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Not one, three. Three crafts, okay. The reason why I say that is because the first thing that you usually go to school with you may not actually do. That's one. Then two, um, you want to do something that you enjoy, for sure. Like, it's a passion. And then the third, not to say that you, you really should, but whatever makes your parents happy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I think my advice is, like, totally you know. the opposite. Like, I've, I've really? yeah, I've learned, like, I don't know. I've, I have very controversial views when it comes to traditional education system mm. that I've been a part of for my whole life. I think it's a scam. Oh, really? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that. I would love to hear this. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think that, you know, what we're being taught yeah. is not necessarily what we need in life to be successful. Okay. And like we start to think that we have to perform a certain way to have any sort of quality of life right Mm. but the biggest ceos and all of the people that are bosses right now are dyslexic i'm severely dyslexic Mm. um and i had to work through that but they are failures like they're on average c students Mm -hmm. and they have like a a room full of a students working for them Mm. right so i think in terms of like entrepreneurship and being a ceo education is pointless Really? It, it, it matters only when it comes to like things that you really need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so than education is your ability to develop your mind in a certain way that traditional education system can't teach you. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is when we're pushed into the system, right? Like you have to go to school early at eight o'clock, you mm-hmm. finish at five, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's almost like conditioning to teach you how to be a good employee in life. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily how to be a boss, not necessarily how to do things your own way, mm-hmm. but to conform to a system that tells you exactly what it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. Also like the power structure, right? You have a professor that has a perceived amount of power that sits in the front of the room. Mm-hmm. You have to sit quiet and listen to this person that has authority in that structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you're conditioned to accept, even from like K through 12. Mm-hmm. We're taught this is the way that power structures and this is how it works. So then when you graduate and then, of course, you go might go into a higher education system, which is a corporation, then you're further taught and it's further established that these are kind of the norms and this is how you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. When you get into the real world, you get into a system where you're working a nine to five. So mm-hmm. it models almost you have a boss that models like the professor in the sense that they have the authority Mm -hmm. and you just work in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And our parents of course tell us that we need to get the grades and we need to do things a certain way because they've also been conditioned to think that this is what life is about. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we see that people that choose alternative paths, oh, they're deviant or Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're going against the grain. Yeah. It's because, like me being a CEO and a boss is just like, you know, I'm not going to follow what society wants me to be. Mm -hmm. And because we all have the ability 
to do so, but not a lot of us choose that way. We're seen as like outliers or we're mm-hmm. seen as different. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the masses are conform to this way of life Mm -hmm. i personally choose not to be that way yeah i think we're even moving into a space now where um like my kids i'm gonna totally tell them like it's optional Mm -hmm. you don't really need to do it Mm -hmm. so you consider what they call like homeschooling (laughs) i mean i think at that point like like even like computer, like homeschooling, but like digital learning is going to mm. take precedent over even the public Teachers. school systems. Yeah, mm. completely. Because what's oh, things starting to happen now? Like, <laughs> I I totally think so. Because like, look at even public school systems in Florida. Like my my friends now mm. that were my friends in high school are the teachers. Mm. Thirty two thousand dollars a year mm. with like you know lackluster benefits, mm-hmm. but the quality of the education is suffering. So you might even be better off teaching your kid on a computer, whereas the teacher is standing in front of this the the, the classroom yeah. in a traditional sense. It's not getting paid. They deal with their own amount of pressures, mm-hmm. and the quality Bad-ass of education kids. is yeah. And the quality right. of education is whack. Like, and this no. is coming from a um, an American perspective, right? Yeah, because that's the only perspective that that I know. Mm-hmm. But I also see. That it draws parallels in the Canadian school systems as well. I don't know how much teachers get paid here. Oh, significantly more. Significantly more. Like 70. Oh, so that's more of an incentive <laughs> for them to actually teach quality education. But even the, even the style. Like, yeah. so that's the reason why, like, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, because I do understand. And that's why I said pick three crafts. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, the school. Yeah, exactly. The crafts. crafts. That's important. And that's the reason why, like, I say that because... In high school, a lot of times I don't think you, you're not able to absorb everything. But mm-hmm. if anything, when you leave, that's why I would say, I would advise that you at least pick up three things skill-wise yeah. when you leave. Because yeah. I understand what you're saying. Why why leave the hands of somebody else to teach you how to live or how to be or how yeah. to aspire to be more or whatever, right? You can't leave that to somebody else. You have to do that on your own. Um yeah, I think it's definitely like underplayed the importance of actually picking those crafts because mm-hmm. we focus on like you know um, the standardized education system right. where it's like reading and writing and da 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 standardized testing and things like that. Right. But we under we underestimate the power of actually like building up and mm-hmm. supporting the idea of these like crafts, right? Or, yeah, trades and or different skills that'll probably take you farther than the math and the reading. I so, totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So I I get the the education part. Um, mm-hmm. In the sense that don't limit yourself to just the system. Yeah, for you gotta sure. Think beyond that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the school system here. I I've had the opportunity to like have different types of teaching styles. Mm-hmm. So That's I have awesome. teachers who've been at the front of the class and said, "You only listen to me." And I've had other teachers where, um, they've also exposed me, and they were like, "You teach the class. What do you yeah, want to learn?" Cool. And then we're going to teach the rest of the class mm-hmm. and you're going to be teacher today and you're going to instruct and do it the way that you want to stylistically do it and you feel comfortable. So yeah, just all that to even say like, that's a different, we come from the same world that's right. <laughs> and have totally different perspectives. Yeah. And in high school, our like experiences were different. So therefore just looking at it, don't think you're alone. Right. Yeah. In high school, there is more to the world. And there are more different styles and different ways of living. And even if it's weird to you there and mm-hmm. then, 
at that very moment, wherever you are, it's topical. Yeah. You can go somewhere else and you'll probably find yourself somewhere else. Yeah. So. And we have to support each other in all of these things too, right? Like we have to be able to talk to each other and tell, like we should talk to the youth, right? Like anytime Mm -hmm. that we have the opportunity to tell them, listen, this is what you should be doing. Yeah. Like I went through it too. Mm -hmm. And that was like the other day we had one of my kids who came (laughs) and I was doing a photo shoot with her. Yeah. And she was like, we're like, oh, have you picked college yet? And she's like, no, I haven't. And it was just one thing after <laughs> That's another. Amazing. And we were just like, listen, college is okay. If you want to go to university, go to university. Yeah. Reach for the stars. Mm-hmm. Do what you can. Da, 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 da. It's okay if you want to take a year off. Da, da, da. Yeah. And she's just like, are you sure? It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Da, 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 da. Yes, yeah, so and important to encourage. OSAP. If you uh-huh, want school, OSAP. don't take the OSAP, girl. Like, yeah. go for your own money. Pay for your own thing. Don't put that oh yourself in debt. Like, we were going off. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Everything. That's what we have to do. Yes. Girl, I could get into a whole thing about <laughs> <laughs> the higher education system. Ooh, Jen. Uh, I can't. <laughs> that's another rant. I don't want to. <laughs> well, that's cause of that for me. <laughs> um, well... Another question I had was, yes. you know, during high school, you know, transfers to post-secondary university college, yes. um, is there any um, inequality between you and other students based off your race and gender? If oh, you saw, that you saw. Off, no. Yeah, hey. hey a lot. This, this yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. A lot. Mm. Ooh. I, I mean, the school does not exist anymore, so I can say all that I want. Yo, but um, yeah, for sure, definitely faced a lot of uh, marginalized activity, <laughs> for sure. Um, certain things would be only marketed to certain groups of kids mm. of certain programs. Uh, certain things were only accessible to certain kids because they were enrolled in certain programs. Uh, The way that people spoke to you and the expectation that they had was different based on which tier you're on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many things. Like, there were many times where I had to question and be like, hey, how come I didn't get the trip to uh, Hawaii? Mm, Why didn't anyone tell me about it? Like, it's like, oh, oh, it's open to everyone. But everyone they got an invite, like yeah. an actual invite. Where am I invited at? Like, right. <laughs> so I do understand um, mm. that and have had experiences with that kind of stuff. Yeah, for me, I went to the University of Miami, um, a private institution, one of the, like the top schools in Florida. So, mm. you know, and just like a couple blocks down where the pork, pork and bean projects where my father grew up that mm. you know ultimately where his life ended you know mm. not in, in in a way so that school's tuition on a year basis is 60,000 US dollars make sure to repeat that again yes. 60,000 dollars <laughs> US by the way US. Yes, yeah. US not Canadian guys dollars and a traditional <laughs> bachelor's degree is four years right yes. so you're paying so 60 times four exactly mm. and 40 guys um that speaks for itself. I mean, right. it's in Coral Gables, which is like, you know, one of the senators lives just down the street. Mm. And so, of course, yeah, it was like an affluent kind of thing. And there were a lot of um, there are a lot of my peers who were rich, mm-hmm. super rich people. Mm-hmm. And of course, I didn't come from that. So it's like it's not necessarily a division 
because the benefit for me was because all of these rich kids didn't qualify for financial aid, the financial aid office was empty. And this is a multi-million dollar institution. So I got a lot of grants and scholarships because there are a lot of people that there, I got a lot of grants and scholarships because there are a lot of people that didn't qualify. Right. Which is cool. Um, but the inequalities that were there were just like mm-hmm. night and day. I mean, there was a kid that just got arrested for paying off his tuition and stolen credit cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's real out here. Because I was going to transition <laughs> to like, like your question on what's what's happening with like uh, schools in the West Coast, but basically any big time university. Where, yeah, where where, um, where the rich uh, kids are. Aunt Becky. Yeah. Is one of the people. Um, uh, a Full House character. She, they're paying, like George bribery. This is George right George now. Sean, George yeah. scandal well, right well, now. Well, I think we're getting what? to it later. Well, we could get to it now. Might, we as, well. To, might as well. Because yeah. right now, what's going on with the Georgetown scandal is there's people, there's you know, parents, rich parents, paying oh. for their kids to go to school. School, yeah. But like, well, bri- in, in the form of bribes, right? In the form of bribes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they've been doing that for years. Yeah, now. they've it's been just, doing that. For it's years. just now it's just out in the open. Well, but you know, my sister went to Stanford University in California, right? And Bill Gates Scholarship. So. Um, and she, they're like, talk about marginalization. I mean, she, for her, it was like, because she went to Stanford, like, on a scholarship, she's already seen there. It's below. Wow. It's like, you're only here because you got a scholarship. You're only here because you're smart, black women. So that's how they like stigmatized her and stereotyped her in that context. Not just the fact that she When it gets exposed, oh, you you were paying for school. Exactly. Or you're but but we have to like ask these questions like why is it that all these rich kids go to like Yale and Harvard? You ever mm. think about like why is that? Legacy. But people, yeah, but we already knew that that happened. That is, that legacy is, is yeah, a legacy, lot of the yeah. reason, you know. Yeah, but we knew that that was happening already. It's just that I feel like what happened was one white kid's parent was pissed off because they paid five million dollars for Steve to get into Yale wow. and Buddy didn't get in so now they're like someone paid to yeah <laughs> that's no but like it's, it's I heard millions wild. I was like millions oh yeah you just gave your kid a million that's yeah. wild I heard one of them was on the cruise when they were like investigating the tuition so somebody was upset because their child that they paid to get into Yale didn't get in so they're like and called whoever and said hey my child didn't get in this is what's going on I'm part of this you know, college wow. ring, and that's what I feel like happened. That's what I feel like happened. <laughs> but that's why I say that higher education and, and acts as a corporation. Like it's not even about it's not even about your performance or academics anymore. It's just about how much money you have. I mean, that's a lot it's of a money things. game. It's a lot of things. I mean, <laughs> no offense to the, the the people who play the sport, like golf. Mm-hmm. No offense. <laughs> I feel like golf is the same thing. You pay to you pay to play. Yeah, pay to play. That's it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things. Well, whereas it's like sad in academics because mm. you know, we put all this that's why I'm just like I think education is a scam because also we put a lot of weight behind the quality of education, the mm. opportunities that we're allowed to have access to because of our educational backgrounds, right? Mm. And it's still at the end of the day, y'all just trying to get money mm-hmm. and you know, you're gonna do me in. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be like I, I'm at York University right now. Or, or done with it now, thank God. But I felt oh, like, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like the year that I was doing my degree, you know, we had that strike and it was mm. all about like yeah. money. It was mm. all just the money thing. So I could even draw parallels in, in like the corruption in the education system in the States and in Canada from mm-hmm. my personal experience, mm-hmm. right? I can't speak to other institutions, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but my experience has been that it models, it's, it's significantly less money, mm-hmm. but it acts as a business nonetheless. Yes. Yes. Like a fun fact, it was, Especially uh, for yeah. it was 2000 yeah. when they struck, uh, was striked as well. They striked again. And, in 2009 and then they, uh, and then yeah. they me, as you They've said. had multiple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so like a, every, whatever. Mm-hmm. That yes. nobody told me about. So thank you everyone for not telling me that that happened. If I knew, I would have hey. told oh, you, <laughs> man. I would have been like, cause what? I came, yeah. Cause I came like right when they were about man. to strike and I was like, oh cute. Nobody told me that. So no, thank they, you. No one told you that's, that's strike capital. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, man. If I had known. Yeah. Like if I knew, I would have just been like, no, Say, hey, no. hey, Go somewhere else. Gonna... They are cause for prone to. I would have told you the whole mm. list. Oh no, no. It was a big surprise because I've never experienced nothing like that before. Oh, so I was just like, for what us, is it's this? a constant. Mm. That's interesting. Never like well, experienced a strike. Yeah, yeah, and that in that way, yeah. in that nothing. I've never gone through anything like that before. That was They're probably, crazy. Probably York is the only school that goes as frequent <laughs> as they do. Yeah. How many times do you hear about Ryerson or like um, U of T, U of T or whatever? They going on? I think right. U of T probably in the span of 10 years. That's the last time I've heard they got. But I think it's a what? business thing at the same time because if you're, it's like, you remember universities are all together. So if you work, it's like, we're going to strike. It's like, well, uh, guys, we're going to strike too. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. you can't leave that university behind type of thing. Everybody has to get their money up somehow. It's, um, That's, it's just the framework at York. Yeah. Alright. Now, in terms of like obstacles, um, when it comes to careers, like what's what type of obstacles as a black woman do you face? Oh, all of them. Every obstacle that you could ever think about, I face as a black woman. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, yeah, everything. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess right now, well, I don't know. Like I worked at a traditional news media station um, mm-hmm. and I had a multitude of different roles. And I was one of the only black women in, in, in the station, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, that came with, pro- oh, yeah, no. when you're, but, but you have to understand, like, when I say I'm the only, it's like, you don't see a per- another person of color for miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's just... It's not even just like, it's just the building. It's miles. It's like, <laughs> oh, so, That's crazy. so, um, yeah, that comes with its fair share of challenges and, uh, that's it's the whole thing of like you just have to work twice as hard for the same mm-hmm. result right mm-hmm. it's the end game is still the same but you have to work twice as hard to get there and because i'm a black woman i feel like those challenges will never end mm-hmm. it'll never be easy um for me in advancing my career are those excuses absolutely not because what i had to learn was just how to strategically overcome them as i'm hit with them mm-hmm. and not use them as roadblocks in my career more so use them as just more of a reason to do the things that i want to do mm-hmm. less of a reason to stop because they want us to stop mm-hmm. yeah so all of them mm-hmm. i'd say cross-cultural um mm-hmm. dialogue mm-hmm. and just like understanding other people and other ethnic groups and how they would respond to me i think that it goes back to what you're saying like Mm -hmm. you know you're the only black person but then there's the some people come and they project their ideas onto you and it's like i don't fulfill any of that so why are you still talking to me like that Mm -hmm. like you know that would be some of that would be a lot of actually 
the challenges that I face where you are probably the only person in the room and then it's your opinion versus the opinion that they already have in their head mm, of what they wow. think you're going to say. Mm. So that I, I, yeah, you know, you just sit there and you're just like, finish your, your, your thought. <laughs> I'd like to hear it, please. And then, you know, you go back and then you, know, you just say, Hey, whatever, whatever. Um, other than that, maybe also just dominance, uh, between genders. That's another challenge that I would say I face. Um, I already have a very assertive uh, <laughs> presence, I've been told. A very dominant presence. And a lot of times it's very intimidating for a lot of men. Um, I've been told on many occasions. So that I've noticed. I'm not in the room to fight with anybody. But there's already a fight happening. And I wasn't aware of it. Right. So you're not even privy to like what yeah. the fight was just because of your, your just energy. my energy. And that would be another a challenge that, you know, as a woman you're like, okay, this is how I feel, this is what it is. I'm not coming across as being a bitch. But yeah. and it's always that stigma too. Like you, you always know? have to be that for yeah. for you to be that assertiveness. But guys are rewarded because they have that bravado that they walk into. Right. I think it's toxic masculinity and it's sourced in insecurity. And we're the ones that have to listen to it and deal with it. And we're the ones that have to like you know succumb to it right. and submit to that toxicness that they carry along with them in a lot of different and places. Exactly, and I can understand it on both sides too, right? Where it's like even the women who who will look at you and be like, you're trying to show me up. Be like, I'm not trying to do anything. Right. I'm well, just, that's also like a know? source of like insecurity yeah. and like, you know, lack of just like self-assurance. So. Where people think that we're all in competition when mm-hmm. a lot of the times we're not. Right. Yeah. So that would be a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, if when, yeah, when you're pretty sure, and I think that a lot of black women get that that vibe that they're very assured of themselves mm-hmm. they're very certain of who they are what they do um why they do it what the impact is i think a lot of people feel very uncomfortable and well they're just gonna have to feel uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> like you're just gonna have to be uncomfortable with it yeah so... until you get used to it because that's our energy it's and 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 it's not it's not it doesn't it's not to say that we think that we're better but if you have that kind of self-assurance and self-confidence, mm-hmm. of course, those that do not are going to feel some type of way. Yeah. But is it our job to sit and, like, you know, cater to how your insecurities or mm-hmm. are we just going to do whatever it is that we have to do? Mm-hmm. And and the thing about it is it's so interesting because we're conscious of the fact that we're perceived. Very self More so than anybody else. As black women, mm-hmm. we know that the way that we speak, the way that we carry ourselves might intimidate mm-hmm. whoever else. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think any there's any other person that is aware so much so that it's like conscious and we might even change the way that we're talking or whatever mm-hmm. just to appeal to somebody that might take it offensively. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So as black women we always have to we always have to deal with that energy because it's like Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you don't want to come across this way, but mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And other people are almost rewarded for that, the, the same, same energy. Mm-hmm. But as black women, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say that's a good challenge. Yeah, so challenging. You know, when I'm out here just saying, hey, I don't agree with your opinion. Right. And then it's a, yeah, oh, you don't agree. <laughs> and oh, da, 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 oh, you're this and that be, or whatever. Da, da. Yeah. 
we have to deal with like even if it's not overt we have to deal with like micro like <laughs> the microaggressions uh, or the passive aggression yeah passive aggressive or like oh steve thought that you said too much in the meeting or a little or too I'm yeah like, All right but <laughs> be like are you serious right like I'm i not said here too for much steve. I'm not here for Steve. Like, did you really have to say all those things? You would be so shocked how many times I've been told to shush mm. in a meeting that Hush. is about diverse yeah, no. issues. You could talk, but not too much. What? You could talk only a little bit. Oh. They're asking, but they're not really asking. Yeah. They're asking, but they're like, all right, well. Maybe we just have to reach a quarter of diversity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meet our qu- yeah. Like, cool. they'll invite you in the room, but they don't want you to say too much, but they want you to be there. So Engaged. they can say, yeah. So they can say, oh, but you were there. Like, it's not like we excluded you. We just didn't want you to <laughs> <laughs> That, that, mm. And, mm. and we're, we know that that's going on, too. Like, we know that that's happening. That's Our, what the biggest problem yeah. is, is that we're aware of this. That happened. That mm-hmm. happened with a presentation that was asked of me. Oh, what I mean, I would have just been perfectly fine if you just said, hey, we don't like your presentation. Right. Scrap it. Do it again. <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> and again, it goes back to cross-cultural stuff. Like, that's mm-hmm. a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know how other people carry and what they consider is the norm. To me, it's not the norm. If you don't like my stuff, you're going to sit there, let me do it 10 times, and then at the end of it, be like, you know what? It's not what we're looking for. Bitch. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just tell me you don't like it for the first time? Yeah. Cool. That's it. Okay. Okay. Distress. (laughs) (laughs) Like those things. Through all these obstacles and situations, what keeps you going? And have you had any doubts? Oh, wow. I mean, haven't you seen these smiles? I'm, that keeps me going. <laughs> um, I, I take it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Every time. Even if it's annoying, frustrating, drives me nuts, pulls my hair out. I always look at it like, what did I learn from this? And how is this going to help me in the future? Because right. I would, if especially if it's something where it's a negative experience, I, how do I go about it so I don't get myself into this position again? And if it's wasting time, because time is very valuable. Oh, man. If it's wow. wasting my time, I'm going to make sure that I find a way to just finagle so I can't mm-hmm. can't get to that point ever again. That's just what it is. Um, that keeps me motivated, just being able to say I've learned, I've come away from it, I survived, or I've lived through it, and then keep moving. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think for me, it's like, I keep in the back of my head that, you know, what I'm going through is all part of the purpose, all part of the process. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this for anybody else. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not doing it for anybody else, I can't allow Steven to stop the progress, right? (laughs) Like, he can't, he's not allowed. (laughs) And and just being, and just always reminding myself of that and just having that in the forefront of my mind. Anytime I, and I actually just embrace challenges now, whether... Mm you know because because they are learning experiences for Mm -hmm. me and it it just you know gives me more of a motivation because like on the other side of challenge is you know triumph Mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of what I carry on um just so that throughout everything throughout all the adversity as a black woman I'm not I'm not discouraged so much so that I lose sight of the purpose right yeah okay um this this is a question that's like kind of off the topic, but oh, okay. um, what's your thoughts on fake it till you make it? 
I don't believe in it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, the only reason why, like, I do, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I do in a sense that fake your confidence. Um, you know that Superman pose when they say put your hands and you stand up real tall and <laughs> you put your chest out there. Fake that. Be like, hey, I'm going to do it. Your affirmations. Look in the mirror and be like, you know what? You boss, you know? <laughs> the reason why I say that is because those affirmations will become your reality. So that I would say fake it. But fake it in the sense of like your abilities to actually do tasks and complete things and whatever. Don't do that. Mm. Do not. Reason why you meet so many people who say yes and can't do shit. Mm. Don't do it. Be honest. If you're not able to do it, say you're not able to do it. Don't put your pride in it. Don't put your ego in it. Don't waste nobody's time. Right. Don't. If you can, whatever. If you're in the process of learning, learn it and then build. But just know what you're able to do. That part, don't fake. But fake your, your confidence. Fake your your affirmations. Fake your um, your security, your all that stuff until it becomes your reality. That stuff. Mm. That I believe. I don't I don't think it's necessary to fake anything. Yeah. It's just unnecessary to fake fake what for what, right? Like what are we being fake for? I think it's even more respected for you to be your most authentic self in any situation that you're in. I mean, if you're in a situation where you have to be fake, you shouldn't be in that situation. Mm. I think um, I agree with like the affirmations and stuff, but I don't think that should that stuff should be faked. Mm. Though I think that we really have to do the work and try to you know develop the self confidence and the self assurance. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, it's like because I'm so empathetic. If you're if you if if the confidence is being fake, I can feel it before you say it, mm-hmm. right? So even if you come in with the Superman pose, and I know that you know, there's something else going on within, you don't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. And people also, whether they're aware of it or not, they'll pick up on that too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in 2019, we shouldn't have to fake anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we should just be able to embrace who we are and just, like, live in our truth. See now, one reason why I say this. Trump be believing a whole lot of stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> that voice. But his, like, he, it's not even fake. Like, he really believes it just because he says it. <laughs> like, he really just believes the things that he says. Right? It's not even, like, to him, he couldn't have, he could not, but his, that's his confidence. Like, he could not have read a book. He don't know what is going on in the whole country. And he's like, oh, yeah, that it, it is what it is. And it's like, what are you talking about? You crazy person. <laughs> that Like, that is not... I don't know, like, I don't think he's being fake. I really just think he's crazy. <laughs> like, he's a, like a mod like Yeah, uh, mod, he's just like a sociopath. Like, he's actually insane. <laughs> right. I remember uh, I was watching, like, a Dave Chappelle thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and he was saying, like, like when he got elected, there were, it was like, like, yo, this guy is actually, like... It's actually happening. It's actually happening. Yeah. One, it's actually happening, one. Mm-hmm. And two, even when it, when issues, like, arise or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's ways to go. You're not. You're not supposed to like let your nation no know God. like exactly what yeah. we're on, like like what's happening, what what critical things we're doing. Like he'll say it like just casually when he's not supposed to. Just fix it. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. What did you just say? And it's like, no. Like 
Yeah, he's actually insane. Like, but that's what happens <laughs> when you just let anybody in the White House. The White House is a joke, too. They <laughs> <laughs> right, needed their um, ratings. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey. You know, that's... Uh, I, hey. Here's the thing. <laughs> Don't get me started on... Like, like, I wrote the news, right? Yeah. So I know the what process. I was writing for. Mm-hmm. I knew... The purpose. And the purpose wasn't this bipartisan idea of this is how we're supposed to da-da-da because we want to, you know, talk about the truth. Mm -hmm. We wrote for ratings. Mm -hmm. Every meeting that we have, everything that we sat down is like, okay, this story, this story, this story. Which one do we think, based on the data that we've had from previous episodes, will give Mm -hmm. us the best rating? Mm. Anybody that sits there and thinks that the news is actually for, you know, for us to understand and to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's bipartisan and there's this idea of just like, uh, uh, no, it's Mm. not like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a wild card question, I would say. Um, it brings up, um, the infamous Kodak Black. The infamous. Um, basically he's been going through some situations. (laughs) (laughs) He's been going through some things with, um... Young M.A., okay. you know, he wrote a bar about Young M.A. saying that because she's a lesbian, he would still want to do stuff with her. Right. Yeah, um, Young M.A. went on live, upset like, about it. Yo, this boy is weird. Yeah, like, man, weird, <laughs> yo, man. Yo, he's weird. <laughs> and Kodak Black replies, with, you know, you know on Instagram, people just yeah. follow the one person to show that's the person they want. That's crazy. Then, yeah. Crazy. And he also wrote, he also said on his live that um, what's wrong with, like, women or what's wrong with like lesbians why do they want to be penetrated or something like that Mm. he said something like that yeah now my question is what are like female traits that society society say women do that you don't do oh my god all of them Oh, okay, can oh, we go back? Can we have a bigger discussion about that though? Because like I think that's a yeah, like You're that's an important thing. So. Yeah, like that's an important that's an important point. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is, and I think that also like intertwines with the fake it till you make it question on like a broader scale within like mm-hmm. the music industry in general. Because it's like you know the the pressures that black women in the industry and just women in general in the industry have a lot of like that fake it till you make it that men don't have right mm-hmm. it's like you're because you're a marketing tool you have to look a certain way you mm-hmm. have to present a certain way mm-hmm. you have to keep your body right da, 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 da. and most of it is outward mm-hmm. you know aesthetically so these are things that women have to deal with on if they want to be part of the music industry that men generally don't so going mm-hmm. then to the kodak a young M.A. situation, this is young M.A., she deviates away from the societal norms that say that you have to present yourself a certain way as a woman, as a woman yeah. in the music industry for you to be a marketing tool that will get behind, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you have the societal pressures and then you have young M.A. Young MA that's totally just like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be an open lesbian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to redefine what femininity is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to identify more with my masculine whatever, mm-hmm. et cetera, right? So it's like, that is different. That is something that we're not used to. So then if we have somebody like Kodak Black, who is like a pretty notable figure in South Florida, like he's like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody loves Kodak. Mm-hmm. Um, for him to like outwardly say these like really gross things mm-hmm. to a woman, despite regardless of what, how she presents herself, that is like harassment and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I can't get behind Kodak for saying things like that, like, why, you a woman, but why don't you want to, like, what is that? 
like what, what how how can you how can people even like support something as nasty as Kodak Black saying that this mm-hmm. like whether it's Young M.A. or whoever else in the industry that is more feminine presenting right mm-hmm. or whatever how can we get behind something that Kodak Black says that is just that heinous and not be like just outrage it's 2019 you can't just go around sexually harassing women on a public platform unless you're the president He's he's a quote unquote uh I'm gonna say the box grabber just to oh, clean it up. Geez, oh, Kodak? No 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 uh, no 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 like the, the, the hair the president. Your president. Oh the president That's your president. No, you're you're born here. I was born here, I was raised in Florida though. Oh. So Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so unless you're yeah. Trump, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, grab him by the whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, even that's not right. But yeah. but but what's happening is that like Trump saying that as the president of the United States, which is why then normalizes the fact that Kodak Black said that about Young M A. And then it's like a trickle down effect where we're getting just these really nasty things that are. See, being I know what I'm doing. About. I brought that up for a reason. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I brought that up for a reason. I know what I'm doing. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's like if we're normalizing these really disgusting things that men are saying, mm-hmm. in whatever industry it's in, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But because it's being normalized, then we're turning a blind eye to the fact that Kodak can repeatedly say, like, because that was two encounters. Kodak Black said it. Said multiple. He said it. Like, yeah. He said it. And then Young May responded to it and he said it again. So it's like. All right, so not only are you disrespectful, and and now you're just like outright sexually harassing young men. Well, they say that he was he was trolling. See, but, but that's not okay. Trolling. I think it just comes down to like the understanding of what's accepted, um, right? Because it goes back to experience, right? Yeah. Maybe in his understanding, that's it's hard for him to see that even though you're a woman, why aren't you? attracted to me because that's what it comes down well, to he's from gross what it for that. Like. if that's yeah. if kodak if kodak black feels like women have to be attracted to him kodak that's, black, a, that's a lot of guys though their ego they think that you know that's what again that goes back to objectifying but yeah you know it's also oh very i'm a man therefore yeah. you know the traditional thinking i'm a man so therefore oh yeah. you must find me attractive no like it's questionable mm-hmm. why are you questioning life like and that ego and everything like that. Yeah, the ego. That confidence. And... That's also, that's that's what I'm saying. Insecurity and toxic masculinity. Yeah. So at this point, it's like we have to, we have to address these things. Because mm. Kodak cannot outwardly sexually harass Young mm. M.A. in that way and expect that that's okay. Like, Young M.A. even saying something to him, like, he's weird. Why would you even? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she felt uncomfortable even, yeah. like, you know, with, with, with a man, like, preying on her in that mm-hmm. way. Like, that's not cool. We can't just continue to normalize things like that. Kodak Black or not. Kodak Black or Kodak Blue. We can't just be out here letting men... (laughs) We can't be out here letting men, you know, sexually harass women in that way. That's your days. 2019, what are we doing? That's where I'm at with it. That's a whole lot of waking up to do. Mm -hmm. Because that's a conversation that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people would have to have. Um, Oh, Kodak. (laughs) <laughs> necessary conversations nonetheless though, you know what I mean he just like, says some wild stuff yeah. like I'm actually kind of shocked that she didn't just actually answer him why Why would I be attracted to you that's just really why do you feel like I would be Well, like why would I engage with you she, could, no, she said like the first one was like uh, what would she say like, oh, this guy's weird this guy's weird, weird. <laughs> yeah then, which like signifies her discomfort with the dude yeah, he said like, she's why uncomfortable you guys this attention type thing yeah, like she's like, are you good? Like, why are you? Why do you continue? And it's she's like, and this men, like 
this, like talking about this mm-hmm. too. Like, why are y'all talking about this so much? We, are mm-hmm. y'all okay? Like, why are you guys doing that? Maybe yeah. they're hurt, you know? We got to teach men to stop doing That's not okay. If I'm in the club or something and somebody says that to me and I'm just like, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... And then he persists. Then it's a problem. <laughs> he just standing there. My dude, just like, hey. Yeah. Like, you don't find you me cute? We- Listen, no, you're, you're weird. weird. <laughs> you weird. You weird. Like, what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> that's how I would be. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Especially if your face is dead straight, pad yeah, serious. Like, what you weird? Oh, oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. But yes, like, I'm not gonna normalize that kind of behavior. We oh. have to like address it, and but even like social media, right? Like we're we're not even drawing the line of what's appropriate and what isn't anymore. We're just like, I mean, it's a very big forum. Like, um, mm-hmm. like I had the other day. Oh. I know it's a little off off topic from um. I'm Kodak, but you know how I usually do. I just go, I, I'm the worst on Instagram. I will go in and I will be at the most, like, conspiracy or, like, the worst anything. Mm-hmm. And it was in regards to the topic that we had a few weeks back about guns. Mm-hmm. And um, Oh, I, Jamie said you would have a gun. I know. We went back and forth about this. We went back and forth. And um, <laughs> so there was this gentleman in the States who ended up getting um, arrested mm-hmm. and they like went into this place. He rented this place out, went into this place for the suspicion of, of the odor mm-hmm. of weed. Not even that it was possessed, like no possession, the odor alone. Yeah. Reasonable, and it was a sus- reasonable doubt or a reasonable cause right? for them to search this place. Yeah. All this stuff, whatever the cases took him out. And in the comments, there was this gentleman who was, who was like, why did you have to act like that? About the gentleman who was getting arrested. Like, he was just basically saying his rights. You know, he's like, you guys have not told me what I'm getting arrested for. Mm. Why are you guys here? What is the suspicion that you guys are, like, nothing. And they were not giving him anything either. Mm. Um, They put him in cuffs and he's like, what are my rights? Didn't read him his rights. Mm -hmm. What am I being detained for? didn't say anything so that's weird right so it was like it was ongoing and the gentleman was just like if you just act normal you wouldn't be having so many issues act normal (laughs) which i thought was this is a beautiful time to have a conversation with this gentleman (laughs) (laughs) what in there and i was like i get where you're coming from because to you your understanding and probably your expense your experiences are that you act normal like it's okay we're just gonna like Mm -hmm. talk to you for two seconds Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna let you go and no problem and i was like that's a cross-cultural issue right there yeah the fact that what you're saying i'm like i'm not degrading i'm not saying that no you shouldn't feel and say what you're saying however the perspective that he is coming from completely is he a black man the guy who made the response on on no the guy that got arrested he's black but the one who made the comment was a white gentleman you can't act normal as a black man. You already, you are. It's already a problem, right? Yeah. And right off the bat, and it was like act that was I was addressing. That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't add doesn't up make to black sense. men in America. And I listed everything. I was like, it's thing for suspicion. I'm like, if yeah. this man is listing all his rights to you, and he's asking why I'm being detained and whatever, I'm like, this right now, this whole process is him thinking, am I going to die, and how, how much, yeah, 
life do I have left from being detained to getting into the elevator with these cops? Mm. That's the that's the conversation right there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I never, I didn't think of it like that. And I was like, because he never has to. He's a white man. I mean, I, I, I'm, I lived in Florida most of my life, right? Like, mm. and I don't, it doesn't matter. Nobody will be able to understand how I felt. Mm. Like, as, as somebody that has never been arrested, never even, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. But when a police, like, officer pulls behind me whether the lights are flashing or not for me to pull over i'm thinking that i might die that day mm-hmm. like that's the reality of the situation mm-hmm. my little brother he's got locks long locks he likes to skateboard right like you're just a regular old kid now mm-hmm. and i even have to have conversations to him like you have to you can't and all of his friends because the area that we live is a predominantly white area it's like you cannot be out here um, skateboarding at abandoned banks with your white friends because what's going to happen is if the police come, you are going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, like, there is no... There's... I can't even... Even, like, I find in the Canadian context, I know that it's a prevalent issue here as well, mm-hmm. but I feel better mm-hmm. being here. And, like, cops, I see them all the time, and I never feel as I felt as a black woman in America. Mm-hmm. Like, the possibility that I might die. Mm-hmm when I haven't done anything wrong, right? Like, and it doesn't matter. You're mm-hmm. a black woman. You mm-hmm. might die. Mm-hmm. Just because the cop might be having a bad day. You know, there are many cases of this, too. And it's like, I went to go see us, what was it, this, mm-hmm. yesterday. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. But, um, uh, okay, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it just, uh, you know, going back to my experiences as a black woman, like, when I sit down in the theater, post-traumatic, like, I have post-traumatic syndrome where it's like I have to know where the exits are because I don't know if there's going to be an active shooter in the and that's something that I'm just like you know paranoid about right and like these are the kinds of things that you know I'm coming here and I have to like kind of unlearn these things but I'm still always on guard because it's like these are some of the pressures that you have to face going to a club I don't know if it's going to get shot up going to the theater I don't know going to a concert I don't know I have to think about, well, where is it? Like, am mm-hmm. I going to die? Where are my exits? Right. How many security? The police are going to come. Am I, and, like, the police will shoot you just a license and registration. You reach for your license or registration and they'll shoot you. They'll kill mm-hmm. you. And it's justified because they're police officers. Yeah. Right? So it's like, that is my experience. Mm-hmm. So I can, I, I understand, you know, that white people are like, a lot of people that aren't targeted in these situations just will not ever have a clue. Mm-hmm. A, like what stuff like like act normal as a black woman i can't act normal because i'm a black woman mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you know respectable i am whatever whatever i'm already targeted just because i'm a black woman mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. men even worse mm-hmm. right what is acting normal in that like situation? i've been telling this guy like since like growing up like like every time i go to trip with my mom to like pa which mm-hmm. is like in, like well like off top which is like Pennsylvania. eerie oh eerie eerie right yeah. even every time i cross the border it's like it's like a heavier jacket goes mm-hmm. on. I'm like, okay, I'm in America now. I can't really move, move you, how I want to. Yeah, and like, like that's then it's it's like it's it's almost built now into our psychology to think this way. It's mm-hmm. like I will die. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a question of, you know, the, if I did anything wrong. And it, like used to be, all oh, the police are behind me, but I didn't do anything wrong. But I'm fine now. It's like if there's a police presence at all, I might die. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. yeah, and like, just living in that environment, especially during the Trump election, that's when I was working in the news station. You know, at, at and when you are 
one of the only black families in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. like in within like a five mile radius, you don't see any other black families. Mm-hmm. I thought my neighbor was cool, but now it's election time and dude has a Trump sign. You have a Trump sign. Dude has a, a Trump flag on his car. So, you know, like now, now, whereas it Where wasn't, do we stand? <laughs> right. Like now where it wasn't visible before. Now I know, okay, I have to be more cautious when I walk the dog at night. I have to really be on alert because mm-hmm. as a black woman, I'm a target. Mm-hmm. So acting normal, I wish it was that easy, but it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Even like in, um, like I remember like back in the days, like bomb threats, I wouldn't say they were as quote unquote serious in Canada, but like I remember like back and forth with the States, anytime that someone called me for like a, a fake bomb threat or anything, they cleared out, like they don't yeah. play with that because of the history of the States, mm-hmm. right? Oh my God, yeah. And then recently with Canada now, even with bomb threats now, they, they don't, it's the same way as the States now mm-hmm. to me. Like they'll clear out everywhere. There's like, there was one, um, uh, just a couple of days ago, there was a suspected package mm-hmm. at Broadview, and they shut everything down. Mm-hmm. People yeah, were, I think, to. take shuffle buses. You had to like go around it, like you know. Jeez, I feel like weird. I'd be the cause for that a lot of the time, because I've been seeing packages everywhere. And getting, like, <laughs> got real scared, thing. <laughs> yeah, you got a call. Yeah. As long as you don't misfire, like uh, bug is that sitting Anytime, like in the theater in the states, like if I see, and it's usually a white guy. Like if I'm in the theater for a black people, always, I don't feel, I, I feel, I feel comfortable. And that, I mean, that's just reality. Because I know we're not gonna shoot up the theater. <laughs> we don't like, do that. We might be loud. Statistically, one. If it's a beef thing, they're going after that person. Yeah. They don't. They're not gonna enjoy a movie. They they're gonna do that outside or whatever. But they're not gonna be in the theater. But the point is, is that I was with my mom and we were sitting watching some movie and we yeah. saw a dude. He had long hair, white guy. Came in with a book bag and we're like, "Yo, why does dude got a book bag?" And every time he would reach in the book bag, we're like, <laughs> every time, like we couldn't even. <laughs> like, Yo. Relax, like, yeah, and he's like, by himself. He sits on the corner and he has a book bag. Nah, mm. high alert, mm. high alert. Yeah, I'm not to say right beside him still. Watch a movie, you like a movie. You okay? Everything's good. <laughs> That's just how it. And then especially like in Florida, they had even at high, in the in the South um, Douglas High School. It's not too far from where I grew up, mm. where the school shooter just like killed off his classmates. So. Wow. Yeah, it's the reality of the situation. Is yeah. it easy to get guns in Miami? Like Florida, is it like you're yeah, really just easy, up? really easy. Because remember, you have to think like there's a lot of illegal ones out there already. Right, and I, and there's loopholes too. So a pawn shop, you can get a gun. At mm. uh, tr- at gun show, you can get a gun. A lot of my family mm. members have guns, actually. Mm. Yeah. I'm telling you, listen, I'm not on it, okay? But it's Florida, it's Florida, right? You got the stand your ground situation that doesn't apply to black women, but whatever. Um, it really, it really doesn't. Like no, like there was a case where there was a woman who fired off a warning shot into the air because her her boyfriend was trying to attack her. She got arrested and put in jail for years. What? And that stand your ground didn't work for her in that situation. She's better off shooting him actually. Yeah. Technically. Because mm-hmm. it didn't. You can't work. fire a warning. It's we'll probably put a post on it later, but it's, it's something to do with um. We'll get to that. It's a long thing. Yeah, Yeah. the situation is like, you know, even these laws that are supposed to protect you in these situations when you Mm want to protect yourself Mm -hmm. as black women don't apply to us. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Now, despite having a grim 10 minutes, um, (laughs) 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 
Um, he's not grim. Yo. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's necessary. This is queens at the this table. Is, you mean? Light. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, I just want just one random question. Yeah. Okay, queens at the table. Mm. If there was, okay, I don't know if this, this is probably like a loophole, like just out of the questions. Okay. So it's just a random question. If there was any drink that you'd have at the table, a drink like. Hennessy, champagne, a certain oh, type of oh, man. wine. What would it be oh, for you? Uh, what would be on your table? Oh. Like what type I of hate this? I oh. hate to do this, but I'm allergic to alcohol. I don't drink. Ooh. Um, so good on you. No, I'm allergic. Like it's not even a choice. Mm. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> You're not missing out. No, don't worry. It's just gross. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to sound cheesy. Like that's corny. If I don't drink a drink on the table, water. That's fine. Refreshing. Push the thirst, man. Like a Fiji water. Yes. Maybe a Fiji. Everyone want Fiji now. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the top. No, we're talking about Queen expensive Fiji shipping water. Yeah. Yo, man. That's true. It's true. Um. What would I go for? <laughs> El Dorado. 12 years or 15 years with some coke. Oh, look at that. Okay. What? Yeah, yo. That's hey. how I sit. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 we weren't expecting that now, were you? Ah! Yeah, not that. Oh, look. Now, what, um, what are your plans for the near future? So nothing like crazy like 10 years or 15 years. Like near, near future. future. Near future. Yeah. My plans as far as what? It's like life? Just life in general, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just um, uh, just continue to build, network, you know, find more of a balance in my life, not work so much, but also um, take out a lot of time to develop myself mentally, physically, things like that. I mean, I already do that, but in just the like, near future, the... Like consistently, mm-hmm. really. yeah, just continue to build and grow because this is only my first year in Toronto or mm. going on my well, this is the start of my second year, so yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, near future, bang out all these projects, man. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> these things are stressing me. Oh, <laughs> lord. Um, but yeah, same thing, just to build and continue building, especially like mentally, emotionally, yes. But spiritually, I've mm-hmm. never really engaged in that area, that realm, to sit down and be like, you know, energy and flow and good vibes and all that. Just the mantras, how you say these things. I never sat down and really took that in. And now I'm like, this is some very important <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like, You're trying to find out who black Jesus Christ is. <laughs> I mean, I think he was here to <clears throat> just <laughs> say it. <laughs> Time travelers, especially just an actual like women in general, just women, yeah, message to women, self love, yeah, that's important. Lots and lots of self love. Um, 
don't give yourself up too much because I think by the gender roles, women give a lot of themselves and they don't realize how much that sometimes it's not possible. You can't be the homemaker, the baker, the 10,000 other jobs at home and work and still be like whatever wife or girlfriend or support system. And it's like sometimes you have to be like, this is what I can do right now. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and don't think that you have to conquer everything today. That's okay. Like today, it may just be that we're going to only deal with this part and that's all. That's fine. And it's okay to say, I'm not available either. Right. It's, it's hard. It's hard. When you're young and you learn, like, that's what you have to be. You have to be, like, tending to everybody, cater mm-hmm. to everyone, be on everyone's thing. And then when you learn, like, as you get older, you're like, no, nah, man, and who's catering me at this point? Like, Facts, yeah. your girlfriends are all stressed out. You can't do it. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Self-care. Man. Yeah. All that self-love, that self-care, that whatever. It's okay. That's okay. You don't have to feel guilty, ashamed. Don't. It's all right to be selfish. All these things that, you know that you're told you should not mm-hmm. unlearn Facts. start to unlearn these things and then go back and be like who am i really that would be my thing for for women yeah, yeah. i agree i would piggyback off of that and say like mm-hmm. you, it's important to invest in yourself yeah. invest in your self-confidence invest in your self-care invest in your 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 growth mindset in general mm-hmm. um the Queen Series podcast is the number one podcast for women's empowerment in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I really feel strongly about helping and encouraging uh, black women and women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you aren't already, follow us at the Queen Series podcast and follow my personal page at Elena Christine. See, if you should have it somewhere here. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, so that, is there a way to, you know, put it here? We're going to just have it flashing yeah. lights. I'm going to try. 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 So, yeah, so that's what it is. And I would just say that, you know, queens run the world. This is the queen's table. And I don't know if we're rapping or not, but I do want to say that it's really important for us to kind of harness our queendom. I'm all about that queen energy. Mm -hmm. And um, I would just encourage all women to keep growing and to keep just going in whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you want to accomplish in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to fail. And don't be afraid to um, take risks in this life. That's what yes. I would say. Miss Frizzle said it best. I don't remember what she said, but she said it best from Magic School Bus. What is it? Yeah, no, she, she was come a boss. on bus to do your stuff. <laughs> she was a boss. Yes. Don't get too messy. Get messy. Yeah, get messy. Mistakes. Mistakes. That's, that's yes. right. Yeah. She was a boss, though. She was a boss. She was. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um. I guess we are wrapping it. Oh, up. that was a wrap. Yeah, that was a wrap. I, I felt don't, it. Honestly, I don't even know how to like close it after that. I felt that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to close it. You, you so, gotta, you gotta close it. You gotta be like, oh, um, welcome to our or thanks to our sponsors at uh, Squarespace. No, I'm joking. Sponsors, right? Right. All the sponsors. If you want to be sponsored, there you go. You know, get that's, your plug here. Honestly, that's good. White space have, for sponsorship. Right here. Right. Okay. right? Actually, you, yeah. you need to get your stuff here. Let us know. That's good sponsorship space. All right, man. Um, first off, thank you guys for listening. Um, hey, don't I, I, don't forget to find us on the following. 
Um, there you go. On Insta- Instagram? Oh, right. Instagram.com slash The Vent Pod. Mm-hmm. Twitter? Um, um, the Vent Pod as well. Um, Facebook? Um, the Vent <laughs> Podcast. Um, see, this is what happens. The send us an email at askthevent.com. She's got it. Yeah, askthevent at gmail.com. See, this is, this is Queen Warren. You, you, you should do it. I'm positive. Right, see, like, like, see, sometimes, sometimes, you know, yeah, the man has to be the head of the household. That's what they say sometimes. But, you know, sometimes the woman at the neck, they're the support. You know what I mean? Right. The support. Like, because... I did not know where I was going. Like, I did neck, not know where I was the, going. The with neck it. of the household. Yeah, you know that holds everything together. You know because we, you know, we're gonna I know I see what I'm saying. But um, uh, thank you guys for coming. Absolutely, thank you, know, you for having me, Elaine. You know, it's your first time here, and you know. Yeah, you hold it down, you know. Yeah, you know, queens always hold it down, you know what I mean? Always, always. You know, nerdsy, you know, always same thing, you know. Yeah. I had to give you the spotlight to yeah. the shine, you know. You guys are doing right. your thing, you know. Um, and thank you guys for coming. Um, no this problem. is the vent, and we're out. Peace.